This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's your blood type? Allison and I are here in the studio for the Bloodline After Show. Uh, following up, uh, season three, episode two and three, planting the scene here in the studio just like they are in the episodes. Catch up with us right here on the After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I feel like I need a pina colada, actually. Like, if you're We should have got one of those before the show, Allison. Negroni no-go. Negroni no-go. <laughs> Pina colada. What's up, everyone? Hello. Welcome to the Bloodline After Show. We are here, Allison and I, holding it down, bringing you all of you the Bloodline information you look for from week to week. We are so thrilled to be back for season three. We are here tonight recapping episodes two and three. As we mentioned last week, we're doing a little new thing this season. We're covering two episodes at a time per after show. So Outside of the finale. Outside of the finale, that's right. Intro and finale, or premiere and finale, were uh, standalones because they deserve it. But they it's, do. we mentioned this last week, it's very hard to uh, keep up. We all binge this show and we love it and we want to get to it. So anyway, we're here tonight covering episodes two and three. Um, please give us thumbs up, five stars, all the likes, everything, all those good, all those good positive reviews. Good jujus. That's right. Yes. And you can, of course, catch us on YouTube or hear the podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts. I am Blake V. I am, I'm in the Lido seat tonight, and it's uh, it's it's feeling um, it's welcomed and new. <laughs> It's been a while. Uh, you can follow me, of course, on all social media at Blake V Media or check out the blog at BlakeV.com. And I am joined by this one, this fabulous one over here. I'm Allison Dean. You can find me at the Allison Dean on Twitter and Instagram. I thought you were going to say social meads again, and I was kind of hoping for that. But there's always yeah, next week or at the end of the show. Whatever. I do say that a lot. Social so. meads. I was like, oh no, I think it's the social meads. The social meads. Even better. Meads. Forgive me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. Now that we have that organized and you've apologized, um, let's jump into this. Okay, so episodes two and three were, I had heart palpitations like the whole time. I I always have heart palpitations. And it's interesting because seasons one and two, I feel like, you know, they took their time. They took a little bit of time kind of getting going. We kind of were, Now things are going. Things are going. Mm-hmm. We, no time waiting around. I mean, we just jumped right into it last week. We jumped right into it, uh, these two episodes. Yes. Um, let's kind of start uh, timeline-wise with episode two. Okay. Um, our lovely Pina Colada song was Gosh. an homage I do to, love it. to Kevin's scene. So they're they're getting really creative with their intro. I agree. Montages, right? So we open episode two with Kevin. He's in this beautiful restaurant. It's um, he's across from Belle, and he's getting really honest. And he's really was that a restaurant, or do we think that was just Sally the hotel? Oh, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, there was somewhere, there was somewhere festive, and yeah. it was a big fam dinner. And he was like suddenly getting very honest and like, oh, I've never been more happy. I've never felt so Oh, that connected. one. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the dinner. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the was episode one. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Whoa. So that's okay. It's okay. We're going to, that's probably going to happen from moment to moment, uh, recapping two episodes. How dare But nonetheless, <laughs> so they're in a restaurant. It's like, you know, very foreboding because the lightning is striking and it's a little spooky. Uh, he has this... Uh, sort of uh, moment where the police come in. He puts his hands up. He's going to get arrested. We all think this is real. Yep. It is not real. It is not real. Um, he's, once again, with the bloodline flashbacks, he's sort of having, not even really a flashback, but sort of like a hallucination. A dream state-like Nightmare. Night- yeah, nightmare. <laughs> Dreams and nightmares collide. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. No, truly. And so we snap back to him uh, sort of getting, you know, accosted in the moment by... Gilbert. Again. Again. So he's sort of like, you know, you can imagine him in this moment where he's really probably like, I don't know what to do. He's sort of drifting off into this like, uh, this could be the consequences if not. And then he 
agrees with Gilbert. He says, yes, help me. I mean, I think we both saw that that was, especially since John was not answering its phone. Yeah. He didn't really have that many options. This is not the sort of thing that he can figure out on his own. So I kind of thought that it was going to be the Roy Gilbert for the win. For sure. I think that might have even been some of our predictions last week. And as we said last week, too, Kevin is not capable of making these decisions on his own. Definitely not. So if John was really, if it was really so important for him, I mean, I get needing a vacay. Let's be real. But at the same time, this is like your lives on the line, you know? And yeah. you got to, re- you, when you know you have an unstable brother, right. let's let's rein it in. Yep. Let's, let's answer these phone calls, okay? <laughs> oh, I actually thought that that was actually, I, I did not see it coming in the way that finally that call was answered. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk about that. So, <laughs> so we come uh, to Kevin uh, he, uh, I guess Gilbert, uh, uh, you know, involves the guy, right? The, the guy. Because guy. we don't know his name at that point. He just shows up and he's the guy. He's well, the guy. Well, he's a guy, a guy yeah. that knows more than any other guy would at this point. Yes. Um, so it, it is advised to meet back at Marco's. Mm-hmm. They're here deliberating, organizing the plan. Well, and, and Roy was very specific when he told Kevin, you must tell this guy everything leave no stone unturned kind of a thing just because he can only help you if he knows as much as you help yourself kevin right so (laughs) which makes sense i mean he's got to know the ins and the outs of the scenario right because imagine the stress of that guy's job you come to fix all the the murders and framing and planting and dna and how do you how do you even get you know i think it depends on what your day job is (laughs) <laughs> well, in the sense of, you know, we do come to learn what his day job is. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of, you know, I think you're... Right, so as, as the coroner, <laughs> this... Uh, turns this out he was the coroner. Comes a lot easier to you. So, yeah, so he so he's helping um, Kevin sort out this story. It's a little crazy. Kevin's a little jittery. And, and then... A uh, <laughs> A lot jittery. He is a lot jittery. So they determine the murder weapon. Which, of course, was the dolphin statue that we see him bludgeon Marco with. Oy. And he takes it and hides it. And then the guy says, no, no, no. Need it. Need it. Immediately. Mm-hmm. How long can you get it? Mm-hmm. Okay, go get it. Bring it back. He goes, loses his mind while he's out. Loses again, his mind. Again, yet again. He's lost his mind. How many times is it that he's lost his mind? Like now, every episode. Yep, many, pretty much. <laughs> maybe multiple yep. times yep, every yep, episode. Yep. I really thought he was going to like drive himself off the road. I thought that might I be... W- well, I was kind of also like, are they going to let anybody go this soon? I was kind of like... Mm. I was convinced. I really thought... Oh. I really... Bye-bye. Oh. I mean, it was just like madness in the car. It he was. was just He was just melting down. I, just, I really saw like a careening off the road. Maybe he survived it, but... I don't know. That's what I saw. A la Meg in episode one. Right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, so so Kevin surprises us all, turns over, <laughs> makes a left instead of a right off the road, and um, gets out, has a moment, but instead calls John. Calls. Again, 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 calls. again, again. Calls. 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 And we cut to John on his little um, adventure, if we will, his joyride. <laughs> And he's sitting next to a young girl who, well, young-ish, whatever, girl. Um, and it's like sort of a, like a strange scenario, I thought. I actually was really wondering what is about to go down. Just because they were definitely giving us the this impression of like, like a flirty, yes, sensual oh, yep. kind of. Or at least on her end, she was definitely giving that to us. Yes. And I was like, is John going to take And even John was kind of given like the A side little bit, eye. a little bit. Like definitely looking and what are you doing and I'm intrigued by you possibly or some, yeah, totally, I'm with you. For sure. So she ruined it by answering his phone. Oh. <laughs> totally ruined it. Ripped it out um, of his hand. And that really set off the whole like snowball effect because would he have on his own? No, he was clearly very much like ignore, ignore, ignore. Right. And so she like put this all into motion by answering the phone. Literally. Kevin starts screaming on the other end. John gets in touch. And there we have it. Um, Essentially, John says, do nothing, brother. Do nothing. Do nothing. Stay where you are. I will find you you and fix this. For you. And all I'm thinking is, how long is it going to take John to get back? He is now in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has been traveling for two episodes. Right. And so, so he's a distance away. We, yeah. So when I saw him arrive, it's at Charlotte. So I'm thinking, okay, Charlotte, North Carolina. So yes, he was north of the Keys. But I'm thinking the distance between 
Charlotte, which is it's sort of in inland-ish, and then you have to go south quite a ways to get back to the Keys. I was like, it, helicopter? It was a what, what, are we, what are we doing here, John? And no, and he's like hitching rides and junk back to... Anyway, presumably, Kevin got sick of waiting and was like, eh, let's, I don't know, let's get the ball rolling, let's handle this. Right. Um, goes back to Marco's. Oh, Craziness yes. ensues. yes. Um, and his- well, okay. So I will say this. So what they sort of deduce, or what Mr. Corner guy uh, figures out, because he starts looking at Marco's phone and re- he sees all these missed calls from Eric O'Bannon. Yes. Asks uh, Kevin, "Who is this Eric O'Bannon guy?" And suddenly, this now this new story is planted. Of oh, great, we can pin this on Eric O'Bannon, which. I didn't think that was the way that they were going to do it. I thought, you know, they might find some Eric O'Bannon fingerprints going on. I didn't think it was going to be a full-fledged... Framing. Uh, there you go. You know, I would like to add one more moment of the conversation yes. between John and the girl on the bus. Oh, please. I felt like it was very fitting. Um, he was like, no, no, I'm not answering this. It's my brother. John was when the phone was ringing. And the girl said, oh, I know what you're talking about. I have a younger brother who just Fs everything up. Hmm. And then John says, brothers effing everything up. So it was like, yes, truly. <laughs> For but John it's also, in his life. Is it also kind of like, because he was the younger brother of a brother at one point in his life. And he was also, he's, he's effed some things up as well. So it's just this extension of being a younger brother. A, you naturally extension just, of effing up. Yeah. It is. He was, never, was... he was never just the older brother. He was the older brother and the younger brother. <laughs> and the substitute father. And... <laughs> he whole, was everything, John a whole, Rayburn. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, okay, so okay, so they they commit to the framing of Eric O'Bannon, um, and in doing so, they had to sort of concoct. Okay, well, how is this going to play out? What's going to happen? Okay, we need. I'm going to call you at some point from Marco's phone, and you're you're going to answer because we need to see a timeline of him calling you. So we're concocting the story that that happens, and then you're going to get here. You're going to hear that. Eric and Marco are having an argument that leads to the death that then leads to you being shot. And Okay, so I have many questions, but my first question is Yeah. Um wouldn't forensics show that Marco's head was bashed in like many hours ago? Many hours prior. Okay, that's what I also The was blood thinking. is like dryish at Dry. this point. Yes. It's like all out of the body at yeah. this point. Yeah. Right. Soaked into the carpet, whatever. And then um, here comes Kevin with a fresh, brand new, sudden gunshot wound. Right. So Eric would have, like, killed Marco and just, like, hung out? Maybe. Because maybe, okay, I guess they could pretend, like, was Eric in shock? Or was he... I don't know. You know, yeah. it's one of it's those things, maybe. maybe. But then again, know. the whole, like, urine thing, because then we realize that Kevin peed Like, somehow. many hours prior. Many hours prior, but... But again, maybe they couldn't figure out the urine. But the blood is, like, a giveaway to me. I'm not, I'm a little shifty on the blood. <sighs> but then again, the coroner was the guy coming to do a lot of the stuff, so, hey, he can just sort of, like, not check certain boxes, I guess. That's That must be really the key to the whole right? thing. Because it's like, plan he what you can, the but... coroner. He is the corner. He can, like, put the little notes on the paper, and suddenly it's the gospel. So, Mr. Corner, the guy, decides that Kevin needs to get shot for this to be believable. Um, Allison, I'd like to hear from you on this. I think that the the shooting was very, um, uh, well, it certainly wasn't delivered properly. So... (laughs) So how do you feel in terms of the um, the reasoning behind coroner's, re- you know, want to shoot and then his his action of it, like really going kind of against Kevin's immediate wishes? Okay, well, I do think that given sort of what has, what will occur as we venture into episode three, I think that if he had just gotten... Um, like surface, like flesh woundy type things, I think then he would have been much more uh, under under the magnifying lens in this oh, more yes. significant way. So I think that because he had a very significant gunshot wound into his, I think the abdomen one was the one that was the big one. Um, I think that sort of cleared away some of this well, did he set it up or didn't he? There you go. A little suspicion. bit. So so part of me thinks whether or not it was the coroner's intention to do that, 
maybe not because he was like oh you move but then again maybe like he really did want that what maybe he did want what he did i don't i mean we don't know yet um but at the same time i think if it wasn't that serious things would be going a different way at this point i mean they still might go a different way but at least at this point it seems as though it's more like compassion like save him save oh baby on the way ah you know and um i don't think that that would have been the case if it was like leg only right yeah well yeah um and then I thought, well, we all thought. I mean, he was like dying on the floor. He was, it's like twice I thought he almost died in the episode. He's like dying on the floor, bleeding out, and the guy's like, "Stay with me, call nine one one." Here, right? I'll call for you. For you. Um, you know. And then I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, wow, they're like really trying to make us feel like Kevin's getting killed off. I felt so. Oh, that's you know, interesting. Assuming, you know. I guess maybe imagining that the gunshot was fatal and he did kill Kevin. Yep. Um, I wonder what or if any sort of like backlash would have happened because presumably Eric O'Bannon just killed Kevin, right? right? That would have been easy enough to write off and do on his little coroner's papers. Yep. But would then, I mean, everybody would have known, right? Like Sally would have known that Gilbert killed Kevin via the guy, so I wonder if there would have been any That's craziness. Whole, anyway, whole other show happening. It is a whole other show, and we also have like some really good tidbits on that in episode three, which Oy. we'll get to in a moment because yes. Sally and Gilbert have a whole thing. And it's oh. very interesting. All I was thinking um, is, and I, it seems like the YouTube comments were uh, along these wavelengths as well. But the hashtag Save Eric O'Bannon seems to be <laughs> trending in a in a way that yes. we didn't expect. I mean, Jamie McShane, are you watching this right now? Please. Like we all. Just love you. Hearts like, to Jamie McShane. He's not on social media, but you know, one one can hope. Email him later. <laughs> he, he, could, um, he could go on the computer. But no, people are, you know, I just I really wonder how is he gonna get out of this? It Boy. is looking so bad for Eric O'Bannon. So not good. Just to wrap up episode two, just quickly touching on Eric, I mean, he gets wind of this whole thing. I mean, the second he walked into Marco's house, he knew, oh, the shiz is hitting the fan. Like right. this isn't great. Um, so he immediately, like, tries to run, you know? He's he's going, he's trying to call Ozzy, trying to say, I've got some information for you. Uh, like, I don't even know if that's a great move, but whatever, he's calling Ozzy. Um, he's trying to escape. He goes to the mother's house, he leaves her, <laughs> uh, sans oxygen. <laughs> Poor mama. I mean, on the one hand, I think this was, like them trying to make us feel like, Eric, you're an asshole. But, I mean, at the other hand, I'm like, no. He's I, trying to he just really escape is, his life. He's yeah, innocent. Right. That's, I'm with you. Okay. Also, Uh-oh. well, now that we're talking about Ozzy, yes. What chick's house was he at? I have no idea. Are I they, still did don't they, know. Did they swap out? What's her name? The blonde. Right. Is it? Um, is that? Is that her? No. no I hope no, no, not. No, no, they no. wouldn't do that, right? No. It but, can't be. But but she, they gave us no. I mean, we have nothing, and yet there's all these like insinuations, like oh, my mom, and and this, and Danny, and I'm like, who are you? That must be episode four and five. Okay, let's hope so. You know I how was... Bloodline likes to do us. They like to set us up and explain it later. <sighs> I was very um, confused. Yeah, I didn't know either. And also she had like a very lovely apartment. And lovely. Very, like not, not musician, lovely. artist, trying no. to get money from other people. Very much not Aussie. Like he that, was just this, that too. this wrecked, bloody psycho on the couch. Maybe it was a cousin. Or a long lost relative. <laughs> <laughs> whoever she was I hope we find out soon but um, yeah. but Eric definitely like he's just he's trying to get his things get on the run get out of there uh, buy he, Chelsea yeah buy Chelsea just give me your money peace yeah. out um, he goes they're trying to figure out where he is I think it was Chelsea said oh no he wouldn't go down to Marathon or something which must be he like said he'd go north area. he'd go north but but lo and behold Meg he, knows everything yes Lo and behold. Meg knows the secret hideouts of Danny and Eric. Yes. And she revealed it to John. Yes. And like, bullseye. He was right there. Um, John comes to sort of like... So now we're in episode three. Oh, is that episode three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's all a blur. <laughs> no, that's okay. I know. <laughs> and we're in. Oh, but okay. In. I'm sorry. I yes. know we were wrapping up episode two, but I just yes. have to say one other thing yes. about episode two. Um, how, oh, how, Sally too. How interesting was... Um, Meg having too much blood alcohol level to give blood to Kevin. Isn't that funny? Meg, you have to go to the hospital to give blood. Nope. 
Covers over face. So, and then we just see John and, like, giving the blood. Giving the blood. So I thought it was interesting, though, because Sally, it was really clear that Sally said Meg has his blood type, but didn't know that, didn't say Meg and John have his blood type. Right. I don't know. I just thought that was, like... Well, are we... I mean, John maybe wasn't giving blood directly to Kevin. He could have just been donating blood out of good conscience. It wasn't confirmed. No, that's true. It was not. He was just sort of doing it. It was not um, confirmed. Sally calls Roy, says, my son better be okay, in a very threatening mm-hmm. voicemail, um, and also tells John via the phone that she knows everything. Right? Was that via phone or was that in person? It was in person. Okay, it tells him in person. It was in person. And then Which, suddenly that was all deflected, though, because of everything now that was going on with Kevin. So sort of the drama behind Sally knowing about John killing Danny sort of went by the wayside because now we have Kevin in hospital dying, dying, mm-hmm, or what dying. have you. And Sally also knows that her other son has now also killed someone. It just, I, I just, it's a mess I to be Sally right now, yeah. truly. Um, okay, so episode three. Another flashback. Let's slide on in. Yes, another flashback. It's a theme. Now that's the dinner party that's you were talking thinking. about on on the Rayburn property right? yes. from like episode one, season one, episode one. Wasn't Wait, it like did that season... actually happen? Yeah, because... Good for you, girl. Because it was an extension. Remember, it was during season one where they were having like some sort of event or naming ceremony or something and the dad was still alive and it was like the first party... I think the dad was still alive. Probably, anyway, yeah. They were having a party on the property there, and like Marco was there, and Meg and Marco were together. So long. This ago. was like an extension of that event. Oh, I thought, and these were like some behind the scenes moments we didn't see back in that episode. Thank you. I'm like, yeah, because I, I literally no, no. I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, anybody. I, I think you're probably spot on. Yes, but so, I totally did not recall. I mean, I can't say it didn't look familiar, but right. I can say that I was like. Um, it looked gorgeous, and I was it like, lovely. Uh, can I book my room at the Rayburn Inn? And well, not if it's getting flooded. in the keys? Well, that's only sometimes, Oh, you're Allison. like, whatever. That's only sometimes. I'll bring a floaty. Just, you know, <laughs> put the flooded room on Groupon, and I'll buy it, there you buy go. it at discount. And bring, just bring a flotation <laughs> device. Get a that's deal fine. out of it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, okay, so <sighs> Meg awakens from her drunken stupor yep. to the reality of Marco's, oh dang! My my man is well gone. The man that I cheated on is gone. But she loved him at some point, I'm sure. No, no, and she for sure loved him. But I think you know it's it's one of those unfortunate realities. I think for her especially because she now seems to very much be the woman that. Oh wow! Now you're dead. Oh gosh! I don't even know. I don't even. Wow, I loved you so much more than I thought I did. Yeah, like, what have I done? There you go. Now that it's too late. Totally. So it's like, it's hitting her. It's just hitting her. And she's, you know, she comes into the kitchen. Sally is putting on her fabulous forget about it face. You know, just just moving right past it and talking about ceviche and just everything else in the world. And Meg has completely had it. And she has an extreme reaction. She's yelling at Sally. She's like, you have got to stop this. Like, you need to realize what's happening. Don't just gloss over it. This is very serious. And (laughs) Sally straight up calls her out. Yep. Sally straight up calls her out and was basically, like, you know, just telling, like, calling to her face what she did. Well, she revealed, because at this point, Meg did not know that Kevin was the one that killed Marco. So Sally very clearly says... That's right. That's right. That's what she relayed to Meg. Um... And I think she just, like, blew Meg's mind. I think she did, too. Because at that point, Meg sort of just, like, disassociated. Yep. It's just like, what? So kind of similarly in the sense of, uh, in episode one, how Sally reacted when Meg told her that John killed Danny. It was almost this reversal. In in a way of sort of the, the like, the, the non-attachment to this the idea of this Meg Meg sort of had that same reaction like oh totally okay well in some way it was like weird I don't know right which which seems to be the Rayburn way it's the Rayburn Um, way yeah like like just initially sort of stunned and not really knowing what to do with it right um 
But certainly, Un- she. I mean, she goes gung ho with with the fam, with Marco's fam. She does, and let's just kind of. I guess let's just let's bring Meg through the episode um, since we're talking about her because yes, she really dives in with the fam. I mean, really? her and Sally go pay their respects. It's like the Marco wake essentially, and. And also how she and Marco met, which I thought was very adorbs. Very adorbs. I did. I think it was very adorbs. It the was whole really, thing. That was a really touching it flashback. It was. I agree. Peek into their relationship. They um, did have very lovely chemistry, I will say. They did. Yeah. They really did. Even though I liked that lawyer for like a second, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't get this little nugget of how day. they met in yeah. season one. This changed everything, people. Uh, yeah, it was really adorable. And you see, I mean... How close she was to the family because even... They both were. I mean, it was like this, uh, you know... It was like a total enmeshment. Yes. Yes. I like it. I don't know. (laughs) Enmeshment. Sounds great. So we're going with it. Anyway, um, however, we come to find out that Marco's older brother, Raul, doesn't care for Meg. Really doesn't care for Meg. Um, I mean, she sort of... Okay, so she sort of talks... She mentions before we meet Raul that their relationship is not great. But then when we get to Raul, he's like, oh, you broke his heart, you know, whatever. But I'm, but it seems as though he never liked her. She was never good enough for Marco, and he thought that the whole time they were together. So it's like, this is, this is a very deep-seated dislike, it seems. And she actually, uh, I think there, there was some sort of a, a pivot for their relationship in this episode because... She spoke her truth to him and said, you know, I agree, I was never good enough for your brother kind of a thing. And then suddenly when they go to the morgue together, she was welcomed welcomed in with Raul. Yeah. So, whatever. It's it's almost like they're, they're revealing relationship things to us in this third season and also, like, wrapping them up in the same episode, right? So they're, like, they're definitely... <sighs> They're giving us a lot of nuggets of information oh, and, yeah. like, trying to, like, put a bow around them in certain mm-hmm. ways. So I wonder if we're going to see more of Raul or if now this is sort of, like, okay, there's family conflict yeah, case with one of them. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because this whole death of Marco has really affected Meg. I mean, we're seeing her just kind of, like, you know, the... The upset is just building and building and building through the episode. Yeah. So they go and see Marco at the morgue, and they pull the blanket back, and she sees exactly how he died, and it was so violent. What and Kevin did to him, and what Kevin did to him, like most importantly. Yep. Um, and it it hits her super hard. She goes to the hospital to visit Kevin, and he thinks she's there to see him, and no, she's very upset. She can't even look at him, and she's just like, uh... You're not my brother anymore. You're not my brother anymore, and we're done. I saw what you did to Marco. I can't even take it. It's so interesting, because, like, you know, in the sense of the reactions that they had about Danny, right? It wasn't... It wasn't that. I mean, it was not that, and that's the brother. Yeah. I don't know. But to be fair, like, I mean, their family is very screwy. That's true. All families are very screwy. True. You have your, you know, likes, your dislikes, your whatevers, your close relationships with some family members, not so close with others. I mean, you know, okay, here's the thing though. I do think it's going to come full circle. I think that she said that. I don't think it's going to be how she behaves with Kevin forever because at the same time, I mean, he was very clear. He said it to John. I don't think he said it to Meg yet about the fact that look Marco wanted to send all of us to prison and so that was a significant deal he I think he mentioned to Meg he knew everything that's not enough though yeah because then you don't someone might know everything and not want to send you into the slammer forever right Right. true they might just like pocket the info and let it slide true or whatever Meg was so upset that she just like didn't even didn't even stick around to hear it right right and then and then rips the things out of his arm his IV she's like (laughs) enough morphine for you Kevin well you don't deserve to be pain free interestingly (laughs) about the morphine I mean Roy Gilbert was very clear with Kevin to not be on the morphine just because of his addictive nature and also not so Kevin would be one to really cloud facts pretty quickly so kind of keeping a clear mind as much as possible about what happened because they've concocted now a pretty I mean, it's a twisted story that if one thing yeah. is, is out not... Out of place. Right? 
Well, and just being on drugs like that in general, I mean, no person's brain is right. I mean, you're liable to say whatever it is. That's true. And they even said specifically, oh, when Kevin was coming out of anesthesia from the surgery, he ID'd the shooter. Well, didn't John or somebody told him, don't say anything? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So. Well, and we. Yeah. So we. So it's like. Kevin is really in a tricky position for someone who can't really make solid thoughts on his own. Ever. He's got the guy who's planted this story in him over here, and now he's too deep because he's already ID'd the well, shooter now as Roy Eric also, Roy knows the story now. Roy knows the story. The guy knows the story. And then you have John over here trying to... Figure out the story. Uh-huh. And plant, like... Reverse engineer the story. <laughs> reverse engineer the story. Yeah. Plant a neutral story with Kevin, but he's on drugs. He's in and out of anesthesia, in and out of morphine. Like, like... I could see this being a huge hot mess. Well, and it seems as though Franco is diving into some of this. Like, there are things that are not adding up to him. And I think in the way that Marco... hard. In the way that Marco sort of figured out the John and Danny thang, or or at least was, was hip to it, hip to something not being kosher, I think Franco is... He's weary. You know, he's not... So John is giving him certain information. Kevin is giving him certain information where you you think if you were just anybody, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense, and just kind of take it for, for what it is, I, especially when John is who he is in that city. Well... But no, not, not now, yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's interesting to me how leery he is, you know? It's right. Like, it's like... Just like Marco, too. I mean, Marco had this close relationship with the family. And yes, he and Meg had broken up. So that was like sort of a little motive for him to just be a little, you know, more upset or negative or or more um, observant, per se. But but this guy, Franco, is it's like, you know, why? I wonder. I mean, I know that he was running against. Yeah. John. John for sheriff in last season, I think. Yep. So maybe maybe a little bit stems from that. Maybe it is a little bit competitive. But I just kept thinking, too, like, well, like why? Why are you trying to bring I think it's the logic. So because it does, I mean, what he said to John, does it make sense that a witness would murder the person trying to protect them? Yeah. Help and John, them. Help them, whatever, yeah. right? Or protect, because he was going to get protection. Yeah. yeah. And John says no, and... It's the obvious answer. No, it doesn't make sense that someone would murder. So that the story doesn't yet add up in that way. Right. For, or whatever John was feeding him, it's like, oh, well, maybe it was this, or maybe it was that, you know, whatever the the alternative facts were to present to make it seem like, oh, well, that could make sense. Okay. Still, Franco's like, could that, you know, right. Totally. And he has us all in suspense, Franco, because how about the moment when, okay, so he brings John into his office, they have the exchange of information. John, does this really make sense? Ooh, no, it doesn't. Then, at the end there, he's like, and Eric O'Bannon had a wild story about you. Right. Planting the gun. Planting the stuff. And you're like, ah, oh, geez. And he, that's a crazy story, isn't did, it? He did, but that's a crazy story. Yeah. Um, what were your feelings in that moment? Because I was totally like, my stomach was in knots. I was like, Ugh. He had some interesting interactions with Kevin and with John. I thought, well, just like, you know, when um, when he went to visit Kevin in the hospital to just sort of do some fact checking. And then he goes, yeah, did you see what happened with that sculpture? And he was like, what? It just you know he's trying to he's trying to probe oh, at this whole thing and just sort of like what what's going to trickle out what one thing is going to trickle out that doesn't that doesn't fit the story or, yeah. or something I don't know you know and it's funny too because one thing that I think would be a plausible excuse in this whole scenario yeah um, in John's defense is really you think about it like okay his brother died was 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 killed brutally Danny was killed brutally. Um, which, regardless of any, you know, whatever, assumption of, of his involvement or whatever, you would still look at it and be like, ooh, your brother was murdered very brutally. Like, that must be painful and sensitive, right? So then we come to another scenario where Kevin is very seriously injured, nearly and, died. And his partner is brutally murdered. Partner, like, a lot of death around him at, on people close, very close to him. Oy. And... Yet everyone is sort of coming after him. Franco's coming after him like he's sort of in his straight mind. And I feel like that would be very easy to just, like, have a breakdown or not be able to... John have a breakdown. John have a breakdown. Well, I mean, he sort of has. But now it's... I think he's back into that mode and the mode that he's very used to of suddenly being 
I need to become the fixer. I need to become the, the, the cement of the family. Because really, it seems like all of them can't function without, without John. Him. Like, yeah. Sally turns to John. Meg turns to John. Kevin certainly turns to John. Um, and so it's almost like he can't, he can't do wrong in that way because yeah. he constantly is being pulled back. And that, I think, is his comfort zone. He's comfortable in that role. And also when it's like, okay, let's deflect any negativity around things that I've done that are not so good. Right. And let's, right. let's just pay attention to all this other stuff and how I can help there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's his safe place um, on some level. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of just sort of like the safe place and organizing this whole concoction that they've come up with. Yep. Um, I mean, we saw last season where... Kevin and Meg really took the initiative to say, look, John, we're not working with you anymore. We are protecting ourselves. We are making ourselves safe and safe and separate from you because this is just a hot mess and we can't deal with it anymore, right? Um, that put us in the scenario of all this going down because it was just like, you right. know, them trying to figure out everything outside of John. And that's true. And that is totally true. And so then we have our little moment between John and Meg yep. in episode three where... John straight up tells Meg, for the first time since any of this went down, I knew I know. what you were I trying know. to do. I knew, I knew you were trying to usurp my efforts and do this by yourself, you and Kevin. Which you're not separate. capable of doing. Don't you know? Don't you know? You're not capable of doing right. this. Right. Right? So he's sort of like, <laughs> I know what you did. and um, I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, oh do I? What a gem. Oh, do I? What a gem um, that was. Yeah, but like... It was weird. I almost got, like, not only call-out vibes, because that's what happened, but also, like, a little bit thready. Like, threat. Threat vibes. Well, it's sort of like keeping keeping her in the palm of his hand in some way, right? So just sort of... <sighs> I think giving that um, that older brother stance of, like, look, you need me. Mm-hmm. You need me whether you want to believe that you need me or not. You need me. And just sort of, like, leave her with that feeling of, ah, shit. Right. Like, ah, I really can't do this by myself. There you go. Well, clearly, if Kevin's her partner, she cannot do it by She was on the losing team from the start. Let's be real. I mean, like, her and Kevin, and she's a smart cookie, but at the same time, it's almost like she's just set up to fail on so many different occasions. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't. Can't get out from under it. Uh, well, uh, it's just like a never-ending. Uh, what's the What's the terminology from a surfer? You get caught in the the riptide. The undertow. What is it? The undertow. The undertow? riptide. What is it? I don't know. I'm not a surfer. <laughs> don't want to be. No aspiration. But you know, riptide works. Current works. Yeah, caught in that. Propel- I believe it's called undertow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Blake you. is the surfer, and so are you. Okay, um, but that's what I meant. You yes, know? she's in this constant undertow. In that undertow, yes. Um, She's in it to win it. She really is, and she literally. And that's what I felt. I felt like John was coming her, coming to her to say, "And you can't never purgatory. It's for purgatory. You can never escape." Yeah, I think you're not Mm. wrong about that. Yeah. Um. So, sort of just to wrap up Meg too in this episode. I mean, we really just we saw her come full circle with the whole Marco realization and everything, and. She goes and takes out that little boat at the end. and The she's, sunfish. The sunfish. And she just has her little, like, introspective moment. She has her little picture that she found. Wasn't it from the Diaz's uh, refrigerator? She yes, snatched it, it off the Theft. thing. Theft. Theft. She's a thief. Well, <sighs> she's done worse, Allison. That's so, true. That's true. <laughs> so she has her moment. She, you know, drops the, the ceremonial photo in the ocean. Never I thought to she was going to get caught in the undertow. <laughs> As she is in her life, right? Uh, I did think that's. I was like, what are they doing right now? Because I thought it was a little, I didn't know if it was like a play on the younger sister being on the boat from season yes. one and everything that happened. I don't know if they were like trying to give us this. And they set it up that way in the beginning too because they were saying like, they were making a big deal about how in that flashback scene, oh, Meg doesn't like boats. The whole family was going to go on the boat and they invited Marco and they're like, oh no, but Meg doesn't like boats. Well, that's interesting because the only reference we have is to the little sister slash Danny event. Right. From you, and maybe that was—that's why she didn't like boats. But maybe she feels so cleansed of all this other death that now it's like I need to be on a boat. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Okay, so me on a boat. We still Um, need to chat about. I want to say I thought the John Chelsea interaction was very interesting. 
Do you have that? Let's go in there. Okay. So John, of course, goes to see Chelsea because he wants to know where Eric O'Bannon is. Because at this point now, John has the firearm. He is met with the corner guy because he's now manipulated Roy Gilbert into saying, look, I need to know what's going I need to know what's going on. So they have a meet. The corner guy, which John was so pissed. It was actually kind of funny. Just the whole, because he realizes that who the corner was since they had the exchange at the murder scene of like, hope your brother's okay. Um, but he gets the gun. He gets the gun. That's the alleged weapon that Eric Abandon shot Kevin with, yada, yada. Um, so goes to Chelsea to see, okay, uh, where is he? And I just thought it was really interesting because Chelsea goes, what the F is wrong with our families? And just sort of like this notion of it. And I was yeah. like, Chelsea. See, because of the enmeshment. The enmeshment. I think you should, you know, I it's don't know. a lot of I enmeshment like going I like on. It. The enmeshment. Yeah. Um, and the John, subsequently, after talking to Meg, as we said, finds the, the hideaway and, wow, just plants Eric with everything. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about that for a quick minute because we didn't spend a lot of time on it a moment ago when we brought it up. But, okay. Here, I think you need this as protection. And that's the thing is, like, obviously Eric is suspicious of John at this point. I yeah, mean, he just he just threatened the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like a night, two nights ago. One totally, night ago. Totally, yeah. totally. So, I mean, ob- I mean, you saw how, like, scared he was when, when John accosted him. And he was just like, oh, geez, get away. This isn't good. So, it's like, wh- any of these things that John gave to him, why would he even keep on him in a way that would be Okay, here's what I thought. Catchable. Might go down. I thought that John was hoping that Eric might kill himself. With the gun. So, like, you know, I did all this stuff. I'm fearing for whatever. I don't know. So I think that was part of what was going on in my mind. I just feel like at this point, Eric, I mean, Eric kind of has the story sorted out. He kind of sees it for what it is. He knows he's getting framed. He knows it's what it is. So for John to come give all this stuff to him, why wouldn't he just be like, all right, cool, man, thanks, in the river, and then on his way. Where's Jamie McShane when you need him? I know. Oh, we need some clarification. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more information in the next two episodes. But that was just the weirdest thing for me. I'm like, Eric Eric is a smart guy in terms of these scheming plots that he does. And he's got the scenario figured it out. Nobody has the upper hand on him at this point. So for John to just come and so easily, easily manipulate, I, I don't know. I, I was, was really strange. hoping that John was going to rise above and figure out a way where perhaps still... If the if the blame must be placed on Eric to make this whole story work, well then at least get Eric out of town. Do something. Be like be a good guy and be get him out of there. Yeah, like truly help him. But no, it was all about planting oh, and oh, wow. Yes. And securing that. Yes it was. Um, yes it was. I hope I swear I still hashtag save Eric O'Bannon. Save Eric O'Bannon. I know. He's like it's such like, a staple now. It's like we don't even want we don't he's, want him to go. He's looking terrible. I mean, well, he's he, yeah, bad. it's not good. It's he's not looking. good. That's for sure. Um, Franco somehow finds him, and they charge Eric O'Bannon with... I don't get that part. I just don't get it. How they found him. How they found him and why he kept all that stuff on him. Yeah, I don't... I don't I don't know if it was like a nostalgia thing, so like all of Danny's stuff that was in that bag. I don't know if there was that... Because obviously Danny was his best friend, so any yeah. level of connective to Danny I think he still grasps to that because Danny was such an important part of his life but no I I, I agree with I, I agree with that um, yeah and then we need to talk about Sally kick us off um, just kind of interesting um, well so goes to see Roy stay away from my family all that stuff that I thought yeah, was actually after very, the phone call she I thought it was real corny that <clears throat> scene I don't know it just felt really overly staged or it felt like it felt like it was injected into the storyline but it wasn't meant to be there initially or something something was just not like of the bloodline element in my opinion uh, I thought it was corny um and then tells Belle Roy isn't who she thinks he is. There's all these, like, undertones about Sally and Roy. Sally and Roy. Sally and Roy. Um, and then Which Sally, she keeps saying. Like, Sally keeps reiterating that reiterating. he is a bad man. But we don't know why. She's not giving us details no. into it yet. And she wants to confess something at the end of this episode, which, hello. But, okay, I think that my prediction has to do with Sally, so... 
tell me what else okay. is on your list. Um, maybe okay. Just the last thing that I want clarification on because it's many things. Um, <laughs> is this mysterious woman that Ozzy is now hanging out oh, with? Oh, on and my staying list with. in caps. Yeah. Who is the woman yeah. he is with in Miami? That's totally. totally caps. I mean, we don't know, and I think really the most like poignant moment of that whole interaction is number one he's like not even really treating her very nice no so I'm kind of like what is this relationship it's very strange yep and then the second thing is he goes to leave her house um and they have this whole exchange about the mother the mother information so she says you know all of this craziness didn't start with the kids yeah so that made me go who are who are you wait could it is it is it the daughter? Is it the dead is it the dead daughter? No. Okay. That would be even creepier, right? Well, how would the dead daughter have an apartment? Well, no, like maybe she's not did, like she lived it. I don't know. Like was, Oh, this is great, Allison. This is good. <laughs> No, 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 okay, that didn't you happen. You have run for your let's, money with this storyline. Let's, let's push that one aside. But I like where you're going. Okay, but who <laughs> I like where it's going. I have I have no idea, but the thing is that whatever it is, it, it came from her mother. It wasn't her directly. It came from her mother. Because she said, I know this information from my mother. Right. Ozzy said, who told you this? My mother. So whoever it was, the mother was a contact to the Rayburn parents, Sally and... Yeah. I forgot <laughs> Papa Rayburn's name. That's I like okay. Papa Rayburn. It'll, it'll come back to me. Um, anyway, so she was a contact to them. So who knows? Could the mother have been a family member? Maybe a sister? Maybe a friend? Was there maybe... affairs that happened? Ooh. Maybe. Well, we know that Papa Rayburn is no stranger to paying off ladies on the side. Right, exactly. So, I, that, that could, yeah. It could be that. That could very well be. Okay, well, um, I think we hit all of the major points of episode two and three. Oh, no, wait. One more one more exciting point. Oh, Ozzy stealing the car? Oh, that too. I guess that's two <laughs> more points. Wait, what's yours? Um, but I did like that. That was a fun touch. I was like, why are you stealing a car? What? I, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, a lot of I mean, I, on the one hand, it seemed like those people deserved it because they really were just like, here, guy. Like, Here's stranger. Yeah, no tickets like, for no, you. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> No proof, no nothing. Here's my very expensive automobile, but you can um, just take the keys. To live that life, Allison. To live that life. It's just um, a car. I think that especially episode three had a lot of setup for Ozzy. A okay. lot of setup. I mean, we we still are very much in the dark of a lot of the stuff he's doing. Yes. So, um, and who, oh, well, we know now that it was the Roy, Roy Gilbert's guys that were hired to yes. off him. Yes, to abduct him and off and, him. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this whole, this whole Roy Gilbert story is definitely going to unfold. Yes. Um, I think that the next two episodes have a lot more in store in terms of Gilbert and Ozzy. And Sally. Oh, and Sally. And her confession! Yeah. Oh! Cliffhanger. (laughs) Well, for, only for us. Right. Everyone else is like, no, we're already at episode 10. Yes, we're... Right. Taking it slow. Mm-hmm. Um, not really uh, like a conversation point, but something I did want to mention is in episode three, our good friend Randy G. Randy G. Randy G. Back showed up. up as Manny. Manny. Manny and the star and the Hooking sunfish. Up the sunfish. Sunfishes for Miss Rayburn. I know. I like. I like seeing our people. We can like return. You know, we can ping. We can find out what the the behind the scenes. Yes. You know, feeling was. Oh yes, we've got to get the scoop on we can that. Get the scoop. We'll scoop it out. We'll scoop it out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for the scooping. Uh-huh. Okay, this is this is taking a turn. All right. <laughs> Everyone needs ice cream in hot Everyone Miami does. or in Florida the Keys. Keys weather. Yeah. That's right. right. In the tropics. There is a lot of scooping. There's a lot of scooping in one way or another. Okay, predictions. <laughs> I'm like... Um, and now, you're like, after Buzz TV. That went on. That went on and on. Okay, uh, God, the predictions get me every time. They are just so hard. I mean, they could just go eh, any which way. Um, I wish I had a solid thought on Ozzy. I'm just, like, so up in the air for him. I know that I'm excited to see what the heck he's doing, what web he's spinning. He's got a lot going on. He's got this strange girl. He's stealing cars. He's getting abducted. I mean, it's a lot going on. So, um... It's not really a prediction, but um, I just think that we're going to figure out a lot more in four and five, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Um, I agree. Um, I'm also quite uh, confused as to why we've not seen any of Danny's son and the baby mama. 
Like, I don't... Why have we... Yeah, like, where'd they go? They were significant enough in season two where I'm just... We're already now at the end of season... Or episode three of season three, and we've not seen any of that. So I think that's a little... I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on. So, anyway, I thought that's weird. My prediction, though. Did Roy and Sally have an affair a long time ago? Oh, you're so good on these, Allison. That is totally valid. Because it just some of the things that she says, oh, oh, she said something interesting at the end to him, like, to the effect of, I didn't quote it, but to the effect of, like, you know, you wanted everything that he had. And yes. Blah, 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 and yes. the this and that, you know. And then Gilbert said, you guys wouldn't have been anything but, I forget, I don't know. Beggars, but it was it something. was significant, and it was yes. one of those things where it to me felt like Impl- it was yeah. it was like an implied there's more relationship that was here. Totally. Anyway, I, I guess we'll we'll find out. Uh, I, I mean, I think Gilbert, that there was more affairs Aussie. than we that have been let on at this point. I like that one. I I think maybe the mi- the mystery girl's mother could have been like a mistress, maybe of right of Papa Rayburn, Robert, Robert, Robert Rayburn. There we have it. How do we forget that? Right. It's oh, right. God. It's late. It came, it came to us. Um, um, yeah. I think that sounds great. Allison. Okay, great. And then obviously everyone else is just screwed. <laughs> and there you John have it. John screwed. End of Bloodline. Eric, Season two Eric O'Bannon. Good Lord. I'm just really <laughs> hoping good. for a save. I'm really hoping that something, I don't know what it is, Well, I love I, something because it's just too, it'd be too predictable to just be like, and Eric is in jail for no, the rest no, no. of his life, right? And he's got the wild story and he's really got a lot of valid facts on John Rayburn, the Rayburn family, Danny, all these things that nobody else knows. And his verbalization of that to Franco. Franco could really spawn this whole, like, investigation into John and the whole family. And it could really, like, just pop the lid off of that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, all right so that well. was my prediction. <laughs> all right, everyone. I'm like, and now I can exhale. That's right. We've yeah. let it out. That has been the recap for episodes two and three of season three, Bloodline. Oh, that oh. was that was fun. I like that. What was that? That was a complete like, accident. That's oh, what that was. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like oh, we're done. Yeah, I thought that, I thought like, it was like the party the, music, the finale music, like or the, something. The I mean, send- I could end the show like that every yeah. every week if you want. Yeah, I kind of like it. Like the send them off, like yeah, party send them music. off with with some techno or something. <laughs> oh, oh, I hear that it was now. So good. Okay, that was forgive really us. exciting. Forgive us. Okay, we are hoping you will join us again next week. For the recap of seasons four seasons. Well, I hope there was season four. There's not. Episodes four and five so of sad. this fantastic season three of Bloodline. I have been your host, Blake V. You can find me on all the social meds at Blake V Media and of course on my blog at BlakeV.com. Uh, I'm Allison Dean. You can find me at the Allison Dean 1L. And uh, thanks for everyone that's uh, chatting on the YouTubes, cause I like seeing all the social media on the social media. Um, Yeah, we love all that stuff. We love all of that. Yeah, we do. We love this show and we're so excited to be here at the after show. So we love all of your interactions and please join in the conversation. Anything we discuss, let us know what we missed, what we need to know, what you think. All of our questions and conversations apply to you. Yes. So we will see you guys back here next week for two more episodes of Bloodline. Monday fun day. Monday fun day. Bye. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 